Yes, thank you, Kaylin. It is the number one globally rated and syndicated podcast in all of the universe, including the seven new Milky Ways that were recently <laughs> recently um, uh, discovered? discovered. So, you know, we got listeners in four seven five. Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents, brought to you by Grove Collaborative. Did you know there's more microplastic in the ocean than there are stars in the Milky Way? <laughs> <laughs> Let's ask our listeners. Let's ask our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that was coming? <laughs> I did it. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> we, <laughs> we have to leave that in now. Oh my God. <clears throat> Grove Collaborative is the online marketplace that delivers all natural home, beauty, and personal care products directly to your door, taking the guesswork out of going green. For a limited time, when our listeners go to grove.co forward slash take it, T-A-K-E-I-T, you will get a free five-piece cleaning set from Mrs. Myers and Grove. That's a $30 value. Go to grove.co forward slash take it. That's grove.co forward slash take it. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Thank you to I Found Roadkill for letting <laughs> us know. <laughs> so I've got the giggles. Sorry. I listen to you two as I clean the house every single day. Whoa. First of all, Ooh. you clean the house every single day. That's impressive. Yeah. I've managed to binge all three seasons in less than a week because my three children live like feral animals. <laughs> so I have more than enough time to listen and clean simultaneously. Without you two, I honestly do believe my house would look like a squatter's <laughs> house. Oh my gosh, that's a, that's a great review right there. Thank I love you. That. I found Roadkill. That's it's awesome. A, it's an interesting name. It's an interesting handle. I'd like to know the story I think behind I, that. Maybe hmm. <clears throat> they are like their job, their business is picking up. Roadkill off the road. Oh, that could be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a... Like, I forget what that's called. Wildlife removal or something? Probably. Okay. Probably. Well, we need to know now is the yeah, point. Yeah, so... All right. Well, I'm your host, Meredith, from That's Inappropriate. And I'm your host, Tiffany, from Juggling the Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you, you can take... Or leave, because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we were we are talking about a mom who was outraged after a daycare employee wrote on her child's stomach in permanent marker to remind her to bring There's diapers. There's no way this is a real story. It is not only a real story, it's a Florida story. Eight surprising truths about sex after baby, and how to get your partner to see a doctor or dentist when they refuse. Okay, this is going to get interesting. I can already feel it mm. in my bones. Mm. Uh, so today we have Christy from Illinois opening things up for us. Hey there. I'm Christy from Illinois, and I'm a mom of one. Let's open the show with a mom feel moment. We're here because we've all struggled as parents, and anyone who says they haven't is obviously a light bagger. <laughs> Thank you, Christy. Now, if you want to uh, intro our mom fail moment for us, we'd love to have you. All you have to do is uh, call, uh, what's the phone number? 
Because we just should know this. Punch some numbers into your phone <laughs> and say words. It is. You can call. This is our first time, guys. Sorry, this is our first We're time. We're working out the kinks. If you call 315-834-2696, there's a recording of my delightfully luxurious voice on there. And um, it basically gives you some instructions to bring in our mom fail moment. But we'd love to hear your beautiful voices and, you know, tell us how many kids you have and all of that. And you can also be on the podcast with, with us. I like hearing your voices. I think I think this is a great uh, addition this season to the podcast. Agreed. All right. So I believe it's your turn because I feel like I told last week's. You did. Yeah. Just your mom feel moment. I'll just go with what's easy this morning. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't. Uh, I shouldn't say it out loud, but oh. here we are. I Chloe came into my bed in the middle. of the of the night last night and peed all over everything and I didn't do anything about it. I just slept in it and I still haven't showered. Oh my God, Tiffany, (laughs) are you covered in urine sitting next to me? Okay. Here's the thing. I was, I was so tired. Mm, That is true. Okay. And my flight didn't get in until after midnight. Yeah. And then I had to say what's up to my husband and like, you know what I mean? So when that happened, I was like, you know what? I technically, I made this urine. Okay. That's where you went. Yeah. So, so it's what, you know, I'll shower later, but it's, it's a part of, it's just who I am now. I just smell like pee. So keep your distance. Now, what I have done in the past when I have been urinated on in bed is just roll the kid over and put a towel down so that I wasn't laying in it wet and then rolled the kid back over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cool move. That's a classic. I have done that. Um, luckily. But, that, but you have to get up to get the towel is the thing. And that's what I was like not about. So she didn't even wake up? She had already peed and crawled into our bed at some point. Oh, she peed in her own bed and then came in wet. Yeah. Oh, well, that's better than getting the full piss on. Yeah. Okay. Better. But, okay. Better. Thank you. Yeah. Better. But- I mean, I'm still judging you yeah. about it, but better yeah. that it wasn't a full like urination. I'm letting you know, though, had it occurred in our bed, still wouldn't have probably done anything <laughs> at that point. Well, that's great. Um, but under normal circumstances, I would have for her sake, you know, so she didn't have to lay in the pee and then, you know, but I didn't care. She yeah. laid in her pee yeah. last night. Well, had she stayed asleep, she would have laid in her pee in her bed all night. Yeah. So so I wiped her down with some baby wipes this morning and <laughs> sent her off to school. There you go. Rise and shine, Pippi <laughs> Stein. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. I still, my nine-year-old still wets the bed, so I I understand. He has to take a bro- his burly sheet, his bedwetting sheet with him if he comes into my bed. Because Aww, when a nine-year-old cutie. urinates on you, it's a lot different than a four-year-old. Is so, it? oh yes, a lot of pee. Yeah, she's four now. Yeah, as of last week. Happy birthday, Chloe! All right, so let's go ahead and get started here. Thank you for sharing your urination story, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, you have a Christmas present. You have oh a Christmas yeah, present for Meredith. I do. I okay. So that's right. Last week on because it's almost February. Well, let's not get technical. All right, piss pants. L- last week on the podcast, Meredith gave me a gift, a Christmas gift, because it was the first time we saw each other. And now I have one for her. And I'm. Are we gonna get to judge whose was better? Sure. Okay. So, well, are you confident that you're gonna win? Uh, I don't know. My gift was great. I'm really happy with my gift. 
I can't wait to see it up in your house. Well, I mean, if I coming over, right? So. Never mind. Not that I would Send be invited. Not that I would be invited. Okay, here we go. It's in an Ulta bag. Oh my god! <laughs> You're such a dork. <laughs> it's a Ruth Bader Ginsburg toaster. Yeah. Look at that, and there's her doily. Yeah. There you go, her little dicky. Yeah, and so I know you eat toast. I do eat toast. And I thought, what better way to eat toast than with her face? I can't wait. I cannot wait. I'm not sure who she is. She, I just know that she's your dog is named yes, after her. She is. My dog is named after Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And she's a, she's a Supreme Court justice and a delightful woman. Okay. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that. you don't seem very appreciative. No, I am. I'm going to I'm going to plug this in and make toast. I right mean now? Not, not this minute cuz we have a podcast to do, but I am going to make toast. So thank you very much. You're Where welcome. did you find this? Um at a special place. Amazon? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love that you put toast and Ruth Bader Ginsburg together and found this. Too. Yeah, because I know you love both of those things. I do, I do, I really, really do. But this was a good. This was a good gift. I feel like we probably um, tied. Mm, my the gift you got me was great. I like the, more value. No, no, I, I'm not even talking about value. Clearly, I won that. I'm saying. <clears throat> um, I'm saying we both got each other something that the other person appreciated and liked. Yes. And we didn't miss the mark. Right. Because you know I am a a dry hag of a woman who loves toast and Ruth Bader Ginsburg Mm -hmm. and you love weird geode rocks. Well, okay. That you can hang on a wall. So I feel like we did a good job. Yeah. Because I'm not a good gift giver. I don't know if you are. You did great. I'm not. I never, I um, never Giving win. gifts is my love language. Oh, is it? Yeah. And my yeah, friends are always like, get, you never text us back. You can't buy our love by just bringing us present. And I'm like, you could, that that's how I do. That's how I show my love and my appreciation is gifts. Yeah, no, I feel like that's great. See, that's not mine. Mine is acts of service. I can't wait to see you, you act, you give them, you give service. <laughs> is that <laughs> right? But I mean, no, like, I'm not. So my love language isn't receiving gifts. Right. No, it's giving gifts. And mine is like, mine is like, I, I take care of all of the stuff for Dave so that he feels loved, like right. taking care of the house, taking care of the laundry, all of the things that he refuses to do. Wow. Okay. I do those out of love. It sounds like out of hostility, really. More well, than anything. it's a lot of passive aggressive lately, but my husband's love language and don't get all excited, ladies. I know how you are. But he, he, his is touch. (laughs) Well, that's Dave's. And that's foreign to me because I am like, I'm awkward. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I haven't always been comfortable with touch just because I'm not like a sexy lady. You know how some lady are like seductive and they're touchy. Nobody in this room. I'm like an awkward. Yeah. Nobody in this room. Love you. Yeah. High five kind of. Yeah. But I'm with you. I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm with you. I have yet to figure out what my husband's giving love language is, though. The dick, right? Did well, you just say that? I'm confused. Whoa. No. That's how he receives it. He wants oh, it that. I was confused. Yeah. Okay. You just mentioned his No. Th- I was going to say that's what Dave's love language to me always is. Oh, he yeah. He wants to give me the peen. Right. No, Drew likes to be touched. And that's what I'm saying oh, is it's awkward for me Dave's because I'm not, not a touchy. Yeah, Dave does not want me to touch him really. Really? 
No. But you want to touch her. I, I just want to do things to her. Okay. Wow. Right. This but is... that's what I'm, but I'm saying like we're not a touchy feely couple. Like we don't cuddle. We have two separate beds. Yeah. I, I know. mean we do <laughs> they're Tempur Pedic adjustable. <laughs> we have two Grandma. Separate, we have two separate beds. It's like there's a literally a line down the middle and it's like, maybe not on this side. Don't come over here. I dig that. It. Like we're just we we like our space. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Do you want to tell me a joke? I do. What do you get from sitting on <laughs> What do you get from sitting on ice too long? Oh, I don't know what. Polaroids. Ah, Polaroids. Get it? Funny. I got it. I got it. It's pretty bad. Today's trending parenting news is brought to you by Grove Collaborative. Healthy, plant-based, non-toxic cleaning products work. And the good ones are actually more enjoyable to use. But where do you start and who do you trust? That's where Grove Collaborative comes in. With Grove, you don't have to shop multiple stores or search endlessly online to get all the natural goods you need for you and your family. There's so many things. What's your favorite about Grove? I really do love all of the laundry um, supplies that they have. I use uh, their their laundry detergent and their fabric softener and their – you know what they have now that's new? And I got really excited. Um, wrinkle release spray. So when I take the kids' uniform shirts out and I hang them on the hangers, I can spray it down with wrinkle release and – you know, I, it, it, it releases the wrinkles. Yeah. Right. Right. Shipping's only two ninety nine. dollars <laughs> I don't know why I just yelled that, but is that true for everything? No matter what you order? Uh, if you're a VIP, it's free. Well, actually VIP shipping is free. So yes, that's pretty cool. Dude. Yeah. No, I order my stuff online all the time. Um, and then it's nice because I can turn some things on auto ship and, and then I turn some things off. Like right now I need to get chapstick. A bunch of chapstick because I'm out. Cool story. Yeah. Like how much do you need though? (laughs) 12, 13 tubes a month. Do you use them all the time? I've never been a chapstick user. I keep them in my purse. Ah, that's the problem. I don't carry purse. I keep everything in my bra. Right. We didn't. What did you find in your bra this week? This week? A human child. No. No. A tube of toothpaste. A tube of toothpaste. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Join us and over a half a million families who trust Grove Collaborative to make their homes happier and healthier. For a limited time, when our listeners go to grove.co slash take it, they're going to get a free five-piece cleaning set from Miss Myers and a third Grove. And a $30. That's a $30 <laughs> value. That's grove.co forward slash take it. Grove.co forward slash take it to get this exclusive offer. So in trending parenting news. You didn't change it. Is that an option now? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So in trending parenting news, um, a mom in Sanibel, uh, a single mom in Sanibel went to pick up her kids from daycare and <clears throat> her name is Heather Chisholm. She's a single mom of two boys, Finn and Milo. Her sons were, are, were, it says were now, both enrolled at the Children's Education Center on the island of Sanibel. Heather explains in her Facebook post that in order to keep parents informed, the staff would leave daily report sheets in their children's lunchboxes. The sheets would tell you like what mood your kid was in that day, how many times you changed their diaper, if they needed anything at school like diapers or wipes. And she says, you know, to be honest, this past week was crazy and I didn't really look at those sheets. So I didn't know that they 
were out of diapers and wipes. So she goes, I go to pick up my kids. I say hi to the, you know, employee at the front. I say hi to the daycare employees inside of the room. I say hi to the people at pick up or drop off or whatever. Not once did anybody mention anything about diapers to her. So when she got home and she went to change her son's diaper, in permanent marker written on her kid's stomach was, Mom, I need diapers. Please read your sheet. There's no way. It 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 happened. And get this. Not only did it happen once, it happened twice. This was the second time. The first time it happened, she was completely shocked and embarrassed by it because she felt like she hadn't read the note and it was kind of on her. And she talked to the daycare and was like, this is crazy. And they were like, of course, of course, it won't happen again. They did it again wrote on her kid with marker thoughts girl Mm. I mean my thoughts are obvious Mm. I I I cannot permanent yeah it took she took a picture she took a picture of it and then washed gave her son a bath and scrubbed I wish I could and took another picture and it and it was like it was visible I would flip yeah, I, like I'm the queen of you know. Hey, it's Friday. Take your blankets home, wash them, bring a water bottle, and every day, da da da. I we forget. Like yeah. it happens, yep. dude. Worst comes to worst, they send a text, they send a message on the dojo thing, or yeah. you know, at least yeah. at the very least, when you walk in, say something to you. And I understand how frustrating it could be from like a daycare's perspective. I'm not trying to minimize that at all, you know. But holy cow, to write it on their bodies well and the daycare responded saying we are aware of the incident at the school and we are terribly sorry for the distress that it has caused the family um it was a breach of our professional ethics on the part of this teacher the unnamed teacher in question was fired but the florida department of children and families is also investigating the incident and, and and any other incidents that may have taken place at early learning coalition of southwest florida to assure uh, that inappropriate actions like this are never will never happen again. But I just think that it's like, first of all, why would you ever write on a kid in mar- in permanent marker? Like that's not something that you would do. Like you wouldn't do that. Pin something to their shirt if you have to. I like, mean, and I get like the forgetful mom thing because there have been times where I've literally been on my way to pick up my kid for school and then driven past the school and been like, oh wait, I was supposed to do something. And then it's like, oh yeah, pick up my kid. Uh, because I get lost in thought like that has happened to me before I have I have forgotten plenty of school lunch boxes um, sports equipment you name it like things happen we're busy our minds are just I would snap I I I would the post was the post was um, shared over 30,000 times Um, and then I guess you know NBC and the various news outlets got involved I think yesterday but we wrote up the story over on filterfreeparents.com where you can get all of your trending parenting news and um, I I was just when I saw it when my editor sent it to me I was like there's just this and I had to say I was like this has to be fake and it's like nope that somebody thought that this was a good idea But, but but okay Twice though, like the first time, I would have been like deuces. F yeah, you guys. I, I think I, I I didn't, and they didn't give much background on the first time that it happened, but this was the second time that it was reported at the school. So that then a it's probably happening that. to other kids, then, right? I, yeah, write it on the diaper. There you go. Right. Bring more diapers, please. <clears throat> Winky face. Hashtag love ya. Hashtags, you know, whatever. Can't shit in a bucket. Like I don't know. I'm just saying. 
this is ridiculous. It's it's a, it's ridiculous. That's There's shocking. no excuse for that. Like that don't write on don't write on my kid. What are you thinking about? With permanent marker, dude. And then she was like, we wanted to go to the beach that weekend. I couldn't take my kids to the beach. I felt like such a, a horrible person, you know, walking around with this kid with marker that says, hi, mom, bring me diapers. Like, you know, I felt bad. I felt bad for this mom. She's already a single parent. And I was thinking about this actually this morning. So we were in L.A. for three days. Mm-hmm. And when I came Barely. home. Yeah, well, it was a lot of two days of flying. Yeah, literally to be there two for whole a day. days. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Like, it's so friggin' far away. Um, so I come home last night, and my house looks like a dumpster fire, mm. a friggin' dumpster fire. Oh, right? Dave's laundry, leaning up to the microphone. <laughs> laundry's not done. There's shit everywhere. The kids are just running around, and I came in, and I was in a damn mood, and I just started yelling, "Empty the dishwasher! Do the go put this away! Clean up the toilet!" And he just hid in the office because he was like oh she's on the war path um and i gave him a bunch of crap for it last night which he refused he said i'm not gonna apologize i was busy with the kids i couldn't get to anything i said i'm not gonna apologize for being mad because if i were here i would have cleaned the shit up like we can agree to disagree but i you know like you're mad at me i'm mad at you i'm not apologizing and neither are you that rhymed but um okay but because i you know i like to play devil's advocate I, when I'm gone and my husband is in charge of three kids without me, I tr- I just, I, I have no expectations. If the house is in one piece when I get home, you know what I mean? Like, I understand why it sucks, but also it's tough. And so my point was going to be this morning when I was driving home, I was thinking thinking to myself, how the hell, I Uh was thinking about single parents because I was thinking about this and I thought to myself, you know, yeah, I would have gotten, the house wouldn't have been a disaster if he were gone for three days, but there would have been things that slipped through. It just, I wouldn't have let that slip through. I would have let other things slip through, right? I would have forgotten about work stuff or other things because my priority is like, I don't want to live right. in, in a mess. He could live in a, he, he could live in the filthiest of filth uh, holes. Okay, but, but it he was could. not a mess. It was. The, okay, you said empty the dishwasher. That's because they were clean. You're welcome. <laughs> do you see this okay i also had to single parenting i had no i had to take care of sophia's room i had to clean it and empty it for her furniture to come in mm. i had to go to the high school night i had to do all of the travel for two people all by myself mm. and cook two nights of dinner right right i'm but i'm i see it okay fine but like i said I, you know you know when i come home after 3 days the priority is like clean clean the shit up like clean it up just pick it up pick it up do some laundry the laundry that was clean was the laundry i did on sunday that never got folded it was still sitting in the same spot and that the second i saw that it went well and, and, and actually i didn't tell you the whole part of that so the the good part of me leaving that is that when our son peed in our bed, it wasn't on your sheets. So they were still clean. Anyway. So because I didn't change so, the sheets, you're and, welcome. And nobody somebody pissed said, Somebody just said, Meredith, your kids are old enough to clean up. And we had this conversation. We had this conversation. So I said, you know what? If you're so busy and you can't attend to these things, no problem. You need to be on top of them telling them like, hey, get this crap done. Mike, you are exactly right. My kids are old enough. And when I said to Matias, I was like, 
you need to empty this dishwasher. He's like, no, no, that's Sophia's job, not mine. And I said, it's whoever, it's, it's any person's job in this house because it needs to be done. So you, you knew it was clean. Get your ass over here. Empty this dishwasher. And I unleashed the Kraken came out last night and I was Mm. like, you go fold that laundry. You go do these dishes. You go. But it's like, if I'm not here and he doesn't want to do it or he can't get to it, then make one of the kids do it, but don't leave it a disaster was the point. And then I got to thinking if I were, if I were a single parent or if he were a single parent, there's just too much shit to get done. Right. There's so much to do all of the time. So then you apologize. No, I'm not apologizing. Okay. Actually, she did apologize. I, I, I got an, I'm sorry. You did not. Aww. I got an, I'm sorry. When did so- I apologize? Yes, you did. I got an, I'm sorry that you were, uh, feeling that I was upset. So I took it. I said, I accept your apology. That's not true. We had sex. That's why he thought okay. it was an apology. That's he a, thought that was the no. apology. I just wanted to have sex. So wow. I was like, okay. I haven't seen you in three days. And he's like, so does this mean you're sorry? And I'm like, no. And then he's like, me either. And I'm like, well, that's fine. And then we did it. Good for you guys. I, I still wanted to do it. I just. I got home and I was like, I'm on my period. Good night. <laughs> yeah. You poor thing. <laughs> you poor thing. You poor, Don't poor thing. Don't touch me. The second you got to L.A., I told you, and she every did. time I go to LA, I yeah. get my period, and I don't know if it's the plane or what. But I said to Meredith, "Watch, I'm going to get it." Yeah, she did. She called her period. No matter when we story. go to LA, no matter what time of the month, yeah, it yeah. it comes because so, the universe doesn't want me to enjoy my trip to LA ever. It's always something. I had a butt cyst. Oh, that thing was fierce, man. It's, one time I had the flu. Like it's always something. Oh yeah, you had the stomach flu that one time. You shit all over that airplane bathroom. What? (laughs) Was that not public knowledge? I don't do that, (laughs) Meredith. I was sick. I had a head cold and I thought my head was going to explode out of my face. (laughs) Or your butt? No. I wanted to die. (laughs) You did. You looked pretty awful. I was like, if I wanted to stay in a different hotel room, if we're being honest. It's always something. You looked rough. Anytime they're FabFitFun or whatever is like, hey, can you come to LA? I'm like, sure. I hate my life. It's going to, why not? I'll get tennis elbow. Like something (laughs) random and dumb will happen. It could be worse, but I'm just saying. That butt cyst was bad. It hurt so bad. And then Tiffany's like, can you look at this for me? And then she just pulls her pants out. I'm like, ah! Then I tried to get her on Dr. Pimple Popper. It's just, it's crazy. Anyway. Um, all right. Well, Parenting Crap is brought to you by <laughs> FabFitFun subscription boxes. FabFitFun is a women's lifestyle subscription box filled with full-size premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, and home and wellness products customized to your specific interest and delivered straight to your door each season. Use coupon code TAKEIT, that's one word, T-A-K-E-I-T, for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. So did you, um, you customized your spring box. Yes. Sorry. I was just thinking of why we didn't abbreviate the name of the podcast ever. And what would it be? Tioli? That's where you went right now. We're in the middle of an ad read. (laughs) Tioli. Can you, can you tell me what you customized your box with Tioli? I did. I picked a, um, revive light therapy wrinkle, (laughs) uh, thing. And apparently if this light is at a certain amount of wavelengths or whatever it's called, um, you hold it on there for three minutes and then the light goes off and you move it and you hold it on for another three minutes and it helps get rid of the wrinkles. I figured that was the most important thing 
at, out of those choices. I think I had between that and a cardigan and an umbrella or something. I got the cardigan. Of course you did. Because I always need sweaters with pockets. And it has pockets, and I'm very excited for it. But the cardigan was by Donnie, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. the retail, everything in the box, dude. Some of the stuff individually costs more than you're going to pay for the entire box. It's- oh, yeah. And that, that light therapy thing was was a lot yeah that one when we looked it up so order your spring box today it retails for $49.99 but it always has a value of over $200 use coupon code take it for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com somebody said Meredith you have the perfect commercial voice and I was just thinking that when you were reading that that it sounded really good you should- I do have a face for radio I've been told that. Okay. <laughs> I have. Pete, I've had dudes comment on my videos and they're like, you really have a face for radio. You should try that out instead. <laughs> and it's like, well, you're a bag of dicks. That Thanks. That is not a nice thing. <laughs> no, it's not. But thank you for that. All right. All so right. eight it- surprising truths. <laughs> I-, I was reading this so you could read that. Fine. Sorry. Eight surprising truths about sex after baby. That's not even what it says. Sex after birth. Sorry, sex after birth. One sentence. I'm just kidding. The very thought of postpartum sex can seem exhausting for new moms, especially given everything that's stacked against them. The lingering pain from delivery, raging hormones, baby blues, or postpartum depression, which is, yeah, weird body changes, and of course, the biggest libido-killing elephant in the room, the pure exhaustion of having a newborn. You also might feel touched out after cuddling a baby much of the day. But while getting it on may now be the last thing on your mind, that won't be the case forever. Just ask Meredith. (laughs) In fact, according to one study, a full 94% of respondents claim to be satisfied with their post-baby sex lives. And more than half said that having a baby improved things. I didn't agree with that last sentence when I read it, but I think it's as time marches on. Like as the kids are older, not... Like a toddler doesn't help your sex life any. They come barging in all the time, sticking their fingers in your eyeballs and your nose holes while you're sleeping. And so I don't think that that's true. But I think as as they age, I'd agree with that. But um, somebody had posted about how they had recently had a baby and they weren't sure um, if they would ever have sex again. They just felt like my body has been through so much. You know, it's it. The whole downstairs is wrecked. Like I feel like not only would I never want to have sex again, but my my husband probably never wants to touch me again. And I was thinking, you know, we probably got a lot of new moms in here that listen to the podcast, and it we need to reassure them that it it does get better and it does change. And yes, although it might feel like it's wrecked, af- right after. Well, it is. I mean, right. depending on. Right. Well, I mean, I had a full episiotomy. I was cut from hole to hole. So I'm just being honest out there. Like they had to sew that all back together. It was like ground beef down there. Okay. And, but it, it, it gets better. It, it, you know, I'm not saying that it's normal. This conversation's so bad for my cramps. Okay. I'm just thinking like of gaping holes in ground beef. And my ovaries hurt so bad. My point was, it. I gave her coffee. I made her a latte. Somebody's <laughs> saying in the live feed, get her some coffee. She looks rough. I, I made her a soy vanilla Nobody latte. Nobody said she looks rough, a-hole. She needs, meaning you, you look tired. You just added that. Oh, my god. You gosh. think I look rough. <sighs> listen. Yeah, but vagina, listen. Here's the deal. Go ahead. Um, I remember some people like can't wait to get it on again. I was not one of those people. I was mm-hmm. not in a rush. Still mm-hmm. not. I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But 
Um, they say, um, but yeah, it does it get better. I've always thought about it from a guy's perspective after, you know, if let's say, I know not everybody does, but if you do give birth through your lady parts, right. And the dude, vaginally, if you have a, a man there with you mm-hmm. and, who has chosen to be face first with that situation, right? Like my husband, how could you want to look at that area? Ask Dave in a sexual way. He he that? watched it happen three times. Yeah, but I never looked directly at it. Really? I was in the room, and her sister and I were at her shoulders, and her sister leaned over and looked, and the look on her face, I was like, I ain't going down there. You really? never saw? I didn't look down there. <gasps> I looked at an angle and I saw like a head, but I didn't look. There's no you way I'm looking at that. You missed out on the glorious what a revelation. birth of our three children by not looking at my gaping vagina Okay. Hole? Nope. Why? I think it's obvious. Yeah. You were afraid? Very. Mm. Uh, there was one point where <laughs> with Caden, something happened and his like head popped out and like I guess a bunch of stuff <laughs> came out too and my sister goes like this whoa sick like it, <laughs> disgusting gross and drew was like let me see and like he was in there oh. national geographic and yeah. i remember thinking like how could anybody want to look at this uh, you're birthing a baby i think it's a beautiful process of, yeah but if you saw a human come out of the tip of your man's thing <laughs> Every time you looked it head on, you just picture a human. I don't think so. I think that that goes away. But what this article states is that postpartum sex will, they basically laid down some truths. They were like, postpartum sex will not feel good at first. It takes time. So be prepared mentally that first time you do it to re- like, it's going to hurt and it's not going to feel good. And well, you- not necessarily either. Okay. It might not hurt. Well, maybe not. And it might feel... You just... Slow, dude. Listen to your body. Yeah. Yeah. Just go slow. It hurt. Mine Mine hurt. It was bad. But... Well, everybody's different. Yeah. You had been... I was... Cut. Yeah, mine was rough. But um, they say, do wait six weeks. Do not have sex earlier than six weeks because it can lead to an infection. Why are you making that face? Ugh, I don't know. It's just gross. Did you have sex before the six-week mark? Were you? No, you? I was in no rush. Okay. Um, they, they say that, that you have to be careful of that. They say um, it's scientific why you're not into sex after birth because lack of sleep and hormones will make your body actually not want to have sex. So if you're feeling that way, that's a normal feeling. Your vagina definitely has changed after giving birth. The pelvic floor muscles are not what they used to be. Um, obviously if you had a episiotomy or something like I did, that's going to change things. So you can't go in expecting, um, to get the same product that you had before because it's not. And I can tell you that it changes, keep having more kids because I've had three go through the shoot and it definitely changes things. Um, but there's surgery for that if you you're said super go concerned. through the shoot. Yeah, well, but there's surgery for that if you're super concerned about it. My my doctor recommended a reconstruction, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm okay. That seems like a lot of money." <laughs> um, sex after birth is important because if you do 
not go back to having physical intimacy with your partner. It will lead to resentment and a feeling of disconnect and causing you to feel like roommates, which can cause some other problems down the road. Um, Learn to enjoy quick sex, they say. Yeah. A quickie is all you really need. It doesn't have to be romance and passion. Just a little diddle daddle and that'll do you. Hot. Uh, <laughs> afternoons really can be delightful if you can find time no, to do that. It's too light. What? <laughs> too much light. Too much light? Yeah. I need dark. Pitch black, in fact. What? I hate pitch black. I'm scared really? of the dark. Well, I don't know. Maybe if I look like you, I wouldn't mind being. No. I'm, I'm the scared spotlight. of the dark. I'm scared of the dark. I, we don't have the lights on, but I have to have like a night light. I'm scared of the dark. I can't even see. I always think about people who do it with the lights on. That's really impressive to me. I mean, we're not doing it with the lights on by any stretch, but I like a night light. I'm scared of the dark. I don't judge. All right. Um, Sex after birth can definitely be better than you think. So don't don't build it up to be something that it's not. And remember that um, a normal sex life will will happen for you. But give yourself the time that it's going to take because bringing home a new baby is super chaotic anyway. So don't think that you're supposed to have the sex life you had before, which is what a lot of people think. Yeah. And listen, dude. Like, I get why sex after having a baby is important and, mm. like, it will happen again. But literally, don't, like, make any decisions about anything after you have a kid. Like, don't make decisions about how you feel about yourself, about your vag, about your in-laws, about anything. Because you, after you have a kid, man, you are just effed up in the head Yeah, for a little while. Yep. I always said, I felt, and I've said it on here, too, probably, I just felt like a weird leaky blob who Mm -hmm. was like used to like feed a kid for a while that's all i felt like an incubator okay you were an incubator that's a big word you created a life and you held it yeah but i'm saying after the baby was born i remember just sitting on the couch in like this muumuu dress With, like, these huge engorged, leaky, weird melons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, who am I? Like, I don't know who I am anymore. (laughs) My lady parts hurt, and I have so many stretch marks and jiggles. and, But, like, it never fazed my husband. He's always been down to clown, like, every time, all the time. It never fazed him. But I just, I didn't feel like doing anything. I hated who I was. I hated my body. I hated myself. I resented having kids. Like, it was a weird time, but it it definitely gets better. And I think that's because we tie so much more mentally to it than the physical aspect that men do. Yeah. And I think that's part of the difference. But I agree. (sighs) Moving on. Okay, cool. It's your your line. I know. Marriage, love and marriage is brought to you by Grove Collaborative. Listen, how's my commercial voice? Why doesn't anybody compliment well, mine? Let's Listen see to this. if you can get through one. <laughs> Rude. Rude. By now, most of us understand why it's so important to use natural products in our homes. But where do you find them? Don't you wish there was someone who would curate all of the highest quality natural? Stop laughing. Don't you wish there was someone who would curate all of the highest quality, natural, non-toxic, sustainably sourced items you need? Introducing Grove Collaborative. Trust Grove to only recommend the best. I love that they'll always have my back and they'll have yours too. (laughs) What's your current favorite product from Grove, Meredith? Uh, 
their spokesperson next nah. week. <laughs> I wanted to do it like a news anchor. It was good. Hold on. Um, oh, wait. I'm going to do it. More. Yeah. I'm going to do it like a news anchor. By now, most of us understand why it's so important to use natural products in our homes. But where do you find them? Don't you wish there was someone who would curate all of the highest quality, natural, non-toxic, sustainably sourced items you need? Introducing Grove Collaborative. I trust Grove to only recommend the best, that they always have my back and they'll have yours too. So what's your current favorite product from Grove? Well, Tiffany, due to the fact that I have butcher block countertops in my kitchen, which are made of wood, I really like their wood cleaner. And I use it in my kitchen every day because it makes my butcher block smell delightful and it cleans it and Mm. it's got an antibacterial in it. Yes. Love a good smelling butcher block. Can I just say... Join us and over half a million families who trust Grove Collaborative to make their homes happier and healthier. For a limited time, when our listeners go to grove.co slash take it, they're going to get a free five-piece cleaning set from Miss Myers and Grove. That's a $30 value. That's grove.co forward slash take it. In Love and Marriage, we are going to talk about how to get your partner to see a doctor or a dentist when they refuse. You want the people you love to take care of themselves. But sometimes persuading them to do so is an uphill battle. Are you still reading in that voice? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If your partner refuses to see a doctor or a dentist, you may be frustrated, and rightfully so. But you're certainly not alone. 35% of U.S. adults didn't visit a dentist in the last year. According to a 2013 <laughs> super up-to-date and accurate Gallup survey. 2003. That was seven years ago, Mary. Okay, but the 2018 Medicare Advantage survey said that 44% didn't see a primary care physician last year either. This is not an old article. I just read this. I was just saying, you and these statistics. Look, you need statistics. No. Um, but what they're saying, and I, this was really hard before Dave was t- adamantly against going to doctors or the dentist or anything. And it was really hard to get him to go see a physician or get blood work or anything. Yeah. And that freaked me out, especially now as we're aging because yeah. we are turn- going into middle age. Um, that's stressful. And I know a lot of people feel that way. So the reasons that they say that they won't go to the doctor are they don't have time. It's too expensive. They're scared. It's going to hurt like getting a shot or something. Um, they're scared of receiving bad news and they don't think they need to go unless there's a major issue. So these are all reasons that people, you know, your spouse might give you or somebody you, you love might give you. However, you can combat those, they say, with these tri- with these tips. So if they say they don't have time, say, that's okay, I'll make the appointment for you. I'll make, I'll, I'll call for you, okay? Um uh, show them research. Let's say you, uh, want them to get a colonoscopy, right? They're having some, this is, why are you laughing? Let's say they've got some belly troubles. Okay. Show them the research. And, and you know what? Colonoscopies have been moved up by five years. The recommended age of a colonoscopy is now 45 instead of 50 because of the increase in intestinal and anal cancer. Yes. Yes. But if you come at me talking like that, 34% of men have this condition and it's been moved up scientifically. I would, I'd fall asleep. Like I, you don't like, here's what you do. You tell them, Hey babe, let's go. We're going to bang in this secret hotel. 
just get in the car. Right? And then they're and in then the car. And then you take them to the proctologist? Yes. Oh. Yep. Okay. That's how you get them to go. Coming at them with percentages. Uh, you know what? I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot a hole right in your little theory here because I get you were going to say something else. <laughs> I was like, okay, violence? No, listen, listen. What did we talk about with your sleep apnea? I talked to you about this. I told you after staying in a hotel room with you several times, you definitely have sleep apnea. You need to go have a sleep study. I brought you some research. We discussed this. And what did you do? You finally made an appointment and Mm -hmm. you have a CPAP because you knew you had an issue and you had to go take care of it because sleep apnea can lead to um, heart disease, uh, increase uh, early, early onset death. You can't Car- really early onset death. Yes, <laughs> early onset death is a thing that can happen as a result of that. What is onset death? <laughs> it's when you wake up dead. Okay, okay. And what did you do this weekend when we were in LA? Not bring your damn CPAP, and I couldn't sleep for two days. I wanted to kick you in the face, dude. That's not even true, dude. For- no. Uh, listen, first of all, the second night, I didn't even go to bed till four in the morning. I couldn't sleep Tiffany? because my tummy hurt. So you got a good six hours There's of no restful way sleep. I got any restful sleep. Yes, you got. Then you you have the same problem my husband has. You snore while you're awake. No, yeah, you're you're. Yeah. So show the research, guys. That's an, tell them that addressing the issue now will prevent a bigger problem later. Which I agree with that. Be like, hey, look, yes, you might have <laughs> sleep apnea, but if we take care of it now, you won't have early onset death. So so get a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> and set them down. It says, if nagging them again and again has been fruitless, it's time to arm yourself with some compelling facts. So you sit them down. Yeah. And you put on a projector. Yeah. And remind them how their health decisions affect their loved ones. Because it is. That is a big thing. Like, gum disease... Periodontal disease leads to heart disease. It also leads to brain um, issues. Listen, it, you don't have to. You tell me one thing. You tell me that a hangnail results in eyebrow cancer, and I am at the doctor. Like I, I am terrified. Men don't give in to our fear mongering threats. Yeah. So you have Dave. Yeah, there usually has to be something significant. For, for a, so so what my, would it take for you to get my sleep apnea i was talking to someone at my desk in my office and the next words out of their mouth that i remember are hey are you okay because i fell asleep he fell asleep at work really talking that'll them, get I you fired like, too as well as i was, early like, I was like i'm death. fine leave me alone and then i may have driven past my exit on the interstate because i dozed out so that that got me for the CPAP, and then not the not the ten years or the fifteen years of me telling you to stop snoring right. in my yeah, face. Yeah, no, but because you always did that, it didn't matter. Right, it's not going to work coming from you. So here's what you do: you organize for a friend to come by, intervention, and just casually be like, "Hey, bro, that mole." <laughs> what's up with that did yeah. you know that moles can lead to earwax buildup or you know just early on some facts yeah maybe hearing it from somebody else yeah maybe yeah maybe i be like let's watch a brand new show and it's all about how armpit 
hairs that are ingrown can turn into sweat problems. You know, but Drew gets mad when we hang out because he says you always come home with a new diagnosis. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Every time I hang out with you, you're like, hey, you really got to get that elbow checked out. It's not it's, it's sticking out more than the other elbow. And did you know that leads to arthritis and periodontal disease? Like and so then I'm always I go home and I'm like, honey, my time is near. We need to write out a will. <laughs> Meredith said that I'm dying. I never said that. Yeah. I just was concerned about your sleep apnea, which you legitimately have, and you needed a CPAP. Yeah, and thank you. I, I do attribute the fact that I got a CPAP to you. Mm. I never thought I had sleep apnea. And my mom, I talk about it a lot, but my mom, you could hear her snoring when I was walking down the road from the bus stop. I could hear her outside of the home snoring. She worked nights. And... I think to myself how differently her quality of life could have been if she had gotten a CPAP. It, you yeah. know what I mean? And her husband's as well, yeah, yeah. who had to sleep next to her. Yeah. Well, because you do have, you definitely feel more rested after you use that CPAP. My husband just got one. Oh, he has it too? Yeah. Listen to this dude, though. It wasn't covered by the insurance because when he was filling out the paperwork, it's like, have you ever experienced any of this? And he checked the box that said snoring. And they considered it a pre-existing condition and wouldn't cover it. So like we got new insurance oh, and when talking I about himself, insurance. he mentioned he had snored in the past. And so when he went to get a CPAP, they're like, Whoa, wait a minute. You checked this b box off back in May. We're not covering this. This is a pre-existing mm. condition. So we had to buy it off the black market. I hate insurance. Well, that's a, that's a reason we don't want to go. Costs a lot of money. Yeah, that was one of the that's one of the things. Yeah. But you got to remember, if you want to stage off that early onset death, you got to go to the doctor every now and again. You got to get your physicals. You got to get checked. I have to have a I have to have a physical this weekend. My husband was really happy. You know what I did? I just made an appointment for him <laughs> without asking and put it on the calendar. And I'm like, hey, you have to go here on this day. And it, it was like. The nice, it, he considered it like one of the nicest things I've ever done for him. He couldn't stop thanking me and saying how thoughtful it was. And I was very surprised, but I think it was like a way that he felt loved was by me being concerned to make an appointment for him. Yeah, but that's, that's what they're saying here. We obviously spouses will have a concern over, over a, a health issue and, and just voicing that concern. I think the nagging is what gets the, the men pissed off. Because obviously he didn't care. I nagged at him about his snoring for years and he didn't care that about, I mean, I, I slept on the couch. I can't tell you how many times I would get up in the middle of the night when he would, when he would wake me up and I'd sleep on the couch. But a lot of times you don't link that to sleep apnea per se. You just think, holy crap, this dude snores. Yeah. But the thing was, is I was waking up when he would stop snoring because he would go in between breaths for so long. Yeah. He wasn't getting any oxygen. I videotaped my husband. He would go 13 seconds without breathing. And then he'd go, <laughs> and I'm like, bro, you're going to, Hey, you need to go to the doctor. I bro. made you an appointment. <laughs> early, early onset death. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, pay, you know, pay, just nudge your, your spouse, whoever that is. If there are any of these concerning things to get them to get checked, uh, make an appointment without an asking, appointment. orchestrate an intervention or yeah. trick them into, sassy time if you i booked us a hotel it's at the periodontal's office <laughs> let's go check it out I, 
I'm, we're going to role play where you sit your ass in this dental chair and get <laughs> and your I'm gonna teeth fixed. To be, <laughs> I'm going to pretend to be a doctor. Yeah. And then I leave and a, a doctor comes in. <laughs> and now you're getting your gum scraped. <laughs> but seriously. But yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, hey, one more time. If you want to call in and leave the intro for our mom fail moments, you can do that. Make sure to go to your phone and dial these numbers that I'm going to give you because I don't remember what they are. Also, while we're looking up those numbers, uh, I just want to remind you guys that we have some surprises this season. So if your notifications aren't on for the podcast, turn them on. If you don't keep up with the podcast, it comes out every Sunday, Sunday night. night. I wasn't sure if that was like a definite thing or not. Um, but I'm a, Dave texted me about an idea that he had for a show. I think you might have been in the group text. But yes. I, I'm ri- I think we definitely need to do that. I have like 300 of them. Yeah. The phone number is 315-834-2696. Was I in that group chat? Yeah. I'll tell you about it later, but I oh. think we should do that ASAP. I think it's a great idea. So make sure that you are uh, involved in every way you can. 315-834-2696. Listen to the prompted instructions and tell us about your... Fuck, I forgot. Wow, cool story. Tell us your name, where you're from, and follow the instructions. And then you can uh, intro our mom fails. Yes. Because you want to. And we should have a big announcement next episode. Oh, it's so soon. Eek. We do. We have something coming. And it's not periodontal disease. Okay. It's not something to joke about. No, it wasn't a joke. It's not. I have periodontal disease. Oh, my God. And gingivitis. Seriously, I have to use a special toothpaste now. But ugh. Is that why it was in your bra? Yeah, because oh. it's so my teeth are sensitive. But c- here's the thing: yeah. my teeth never were sensitive until I started going to the dentist. So here's my thinking: these people stab don't, your teeth don't. or chip them so that you have to keep coming back. Stop! I'm telling you, I went my whole life without going to the dentist ever. I went one time in jail. It, it, separate story, but. Then suddenly I start going to the dentist and now I have all these tooth problems. I can't even eat sweets. It's torture, but I still do it. I just watched you eat some ice cream. I had two chocolate donuts for breakfast. I was going to start my diet today, but I'm on my period. Join us next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by parents. Two struggling moms. I don't know where the line is. Right here. (laughs) Join us next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms who have have no idea idea what what we're we're doing. doing. We love you guys. I'm not allowed to say that anymore. Why? Because people, it's a thing where you can't say you love people if you don't know them, even though I do feel in my heart that anybody who listens to us and follows our journey, I do love them, but I'm not allowed to say it anymore. So I like you. Why can't you say it? I wolf you. You can say whatever you want. Ew, don't say that. Okay. Don't. Don't. Okay. I like you. Uh, All right, bye. I love you, bye.